Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, April 12th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. For more information about our church and school and the ministry that we conduct here in Mankato, you can check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Uh, today we'll begin with a brief devotional thought based on 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3-8. through 8. Pastor, would you like to read that for us? Sure. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. So just following Easter weekend, which again, so happy yeah. to be able to uh, conduct that uh, service with it was you. Nice and, to see you there, yeah. Yeah, and just really appreciate all the triumphant victories that we talk about in our risen Savior. But what's also ultimately awesome is that we see a couple of different things with this. First of all, at least the two things I was thinking would be nice to talk about with this was the the summary of the work of Christ, and then really the evidence. The, uh, you used the phrase this past week, proof of life, which is really what this section is all about. And I think that's a, a great thing to look at. So. I'll, I'll kind of start with that first part, asking you, how is that first verse there, uh, verse 3, give us a, a summary of Jesus' work? Well, it talks about two aspects of his work. So he was died for our sins, so that was those, his maybe his passive obedience, the fact that he willingly sacrificed himself. So when John pointed at Jesus way back at the end of his ministry, said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This was Jesus' act of both as... He both acted as the priest and also as the sacrifice. So he laid down his own life. Uh, earlier in his ministry, he said uh, that, that uh, nobody could take his life from him, uh, that he could. He was the one who would give it up. And uh, so, you know, we think about Jesus died by crucifixion. It's, it's really not true when we think about it that way. Uh, it wasn't the crucifixion that killed him. It was his him giving up his own life. And that's what it, it says when we read through the seven words on the cross last week, that uh, he gave up his spirit. And that's an... It's an active verb, so it's him giving up his life and saying, I am now giving into death in order to conquer and, and accomplish, conquer death and accomplish salvation for us. According to the scriptures, that was part of God's plan, uh, was to have Jesus die uh, in order to win salvation for us. But he didn't leave him dead in the tomb then. The second half of the, end of the verse, it says, uh, he was buried and he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. So this is also part of God's plan. And, and I like how it says there two times, according to the scriptures, according to the scriptures. This was all part of God's plan. And if, you know, if the people at that time and us today can look back in the Old Testament and see, oh yeah, God said, I'm not going to lead your soul in Sheol. I'm not going to allow my holy one to see corruption. Um, many prophecies speaking to the, the crucifixion. They pierced my hands and my feet. Um, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? All these Old Testament prophecies speaking to the death of Jesus and then also to the resurrection of Jesus as well. It's all according to the scriptures. So that's Jesus' work, just like Paul says here. Yeah, I like that that fulfillment that you're pointing to there. Died, buried, raised on the third day, all of it there. But as far as the appearances go, 
I think Paul's listing some of those appearances. He might have appeared to them more because you, you talk about him appearing to Peter. We talked about that last week somewhere in all the different studies and discussions yeah. that we had. Um, that he appeared to Peter somewhere in there. And, oh, I know it was in connection with the harmony of Easter morning. Yeah, yeah. I think when those guys went on the road to Emmaus, when they went, uh, when they came back, the disciples were like, hey, Jesus is alive, and he appeared to Peter. You know, so at some point during the day, he appeared to Peter, and Peter was telling all the disciples, and the guys from Emmaus came and talked to him too, and then that's when Jesus then appears. In yeah, that Peter was room. right. We saw him too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yep, and so he appeared to the 12, which we talked about that too, that you know, Judas was dead, but a lot of times people, Jesus had 12 main apostles, his disciples. So right. what people said, the 12, you know, it's like, we've, maybe we used that phrase before, like the dirty dozen kind of idea, but sure. probably not the best parallel. But the, the Magnificent Seven. We'll go with that. There you go. I like yeah, that better. better. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time. I love this one because sometimes people talk about, like, well, they all hallucinated. You don't have mass hallucinations like that. So. 500 times, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll go back to that 12 real quick. Yeah, please. Because the 12, and but there's no Judas, obviously, and there was no Thomas either. And that's what's going to come back in later when we look at the, the second time where this appears. So, so I should go back. So yeah, yeah. 12 was actually 10. And then go ahead. Right. Uh, more than 500 brethren, brethren at once. You know, and again, that could have been... Could have been uh, women and children there. Potentially, we don't know that. Yeah. That's how they often counted in those days. Um, some are still alive, some are fall asleep, so Paul's recounting this to the Corinthians. This is a few years earlier than that, but he's saying that all the people that were there were still testifying about this, and those who had died yeah. since that time had yeah. testified about I mean, about probably 25, 25, 30 years have passed between Jesus' ascension and now Paul writing this, so obviously over the course of 25, 30 years, you know, some of the people who saw him passed away. Right. Then he appeared to James and to all the apostles. So, again, just kind Who of... Who James first, though? Who's James? Good question. There's a lot of James. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the James who wrote the epistle James, and it could also be... Uh, some believe that would be Jesus' biological brother, half-biological brother. Mm-hmm. So that's who I believe it was. James is one of the main leaders in the Jerusalem church at that time. And what I love about this whole section, just kind of a side point, is that Paul's really addressing both Jews and Gentiles alike because he's talking about, you know, that first summary of the courts of the scriptures, fulfillment of the scriptures. He's trying to show Jew and Gentile alike, like this is eyewitnesses, you know, mm-hmm. that are, Jesus did rise. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's James, the half-brother of Jesus, so he would have been the son of Mary and uh, Joseph. And I think the interesting thing about that is, you know, Jesus' brothers didn't believe in him as the savior of the world during his ministry. You know, mm-hmm. they kept coming to him being like, what are you doing? This is great. You know, don't don't do this. Or and eventually they're like, fine, just go to Jerusalem and deal with. You know, but they didn't. You know, they didn't buy into the Jesus as the Christ uh, idea until after the until after his crucifixion and resurrection. And then actually James and then the writer of Jude as well, uh, who also likely a, the half brother of Jesus too. Both of these guys appeared to be pillars in the church. And um, in Paul's writings, uh, he, I believe he only refers to James as he, he talks about. Peter and James, we talked about the Jerusalem Council in the book of Galatians, and so it's likely that this is the same James that he was talking about there as, yeah, this this uh, brother, half-brother of Jesus, this uh, pillar, this foundational member of the early New Testament church uh, who led the church there in Jerusalem for quite some time. And, you know, it makes sense that Jesus would appear to his half-brother, it's somebody that he was probably very close to growing up, and uh, that obviously there was a falling out in their relationship because he didn't believe in Jesus as the Christ, and then for that to be reunited, it's really a pretty beautiful yeah. uh, 
beautiful and touching idea there. Right. And then last of all, it's the one untimely. Well, now we got to go all the apostles. Right? Oh, sorry. So, so it was 12 <laughs> before, right? So it was yeah. 12 before. But then remember, all the apostles, then a week later, Thomas comes back, right? So, right. so you might wonder, well, here it says then to the 12, and then later, then to all the apostles. Well, why is there, why did he say that twice? Well, then you have the new one, too. Like in Acts 1, you have Matthias chosen to replace Judas as one of the 12. That's why apostles and disciples can be um, confused sometimes. Apostles were ones who were going to specifically lead the New Testament church, the 12, and go to different parts of the world. And then you have the disciples, which would be followers or pupils in that sense. And just to clarify that point, obviously in Acts 1, Jesus had already ascended into heaven. Matthias had not been appointed yet by the apostles but the fact that Paul's recounting what happened, that would be included because they said in Acts 1 that um, Matthias had been walking with Jesus and the other disciples since the very beginning of his mm-hmm. ministry. So yep. Paul's including him in that whole group collectively looking back at it. And then last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared to me also. So Paul gets this kind of special treatment as the 13th apostle, if you will. Um, we know that Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus. We know that uh, uh, as after Jesus or after Paul had this three days where he was blind, you know, he disappears for some time, and it seems likely that uh, that uh, Jesus appeared to him and spoke to him quite a bit. In the same letter, the First Corinthians, Paul recounts firsthand how Jesus taught him about the Lord's Supper, about the sacrament, which obviously he wasn't there Monday, Thursday, but he says Jesus conveyed this to me. Um, so it definitely seems as though you know Jesus, Paul wasn't there for the three year three year ministry of Jesus. Uh, there in in Israel at that time, but uh, uh, it seems as though he got training from Jesus somewhere somehow along the way before he became began his. And there's a lot of theories about when that happened. But well, he, yeah, he talks about when I was <clears throat> caught from the third heaven, right. so getting uh, these visions and appearances from Jesus as well. So which parallels with what the other apostles wrote and disciples did as well. Yeah, yeah. So all and all this points to the, the reality. The proof that yes, Jesus did was truly raised from the dead. That, um, and you know, there's a lot of books been written about this. One I'd I'd encourage you if you want to learn more about it is the Case for Christ by uh, Lee Strobel. Lee Strobel, you know, he was a investigative reporter for a, a newspaper, and he said he married a gal who was a Christian. He said, I just I'm going to debunk this whole thing, and he goes and looks at all the proofs and all the evidence and everything, and ends up you know studying God's word, and God's word brings him to faith through through that. Uh, that investigation. So, if you want to know more about the resurrection, I encourage you to uh, read through some of that. It can be can be a, a, a good study and invigorating for you as well. Yeah, I think the other the last point I would like to make is just that all these guys pretty much suffered horrible deaths for this point that Jesus rose from the dead. Uh, there was other things as well, but this is the main point. They they said no, Jesus really did die and rise. So that a lot of them were tortured to death and put to death for believing this truth about the risen Savior. So I think that's an important point to make with this as well. Yeah, I think all of them, uh, church history tells every apostle except for John uh, was martyred for his faith. So mm-hmm. um, would you be willing to die for a lie or for something you made up? I think uh, all of us would answer no. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. So these guys all willingly died. Why? Because of something they made up or they lied about or a, a body they snuck out of the tomb and, and it was all a big lie or a cover-up? I don't think so. It was... It was something they truly believed, and it's something we truly believe to this day. Let's pray. 
Lord Jesus, we thank you for rising from the dead, for declaring victory over sin, death, and the devil for us. Uh, during this Easter week, bless us as we continue to grow in our study of your word. Help us to uh, rely on you and you alone as the way, the truth, and the life, the way to the Father because of your death and resurrection. Thank you for the many, many proofs you gave us of that resurrection and help us to trust in you as our Savior and Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, so we got some weekly updates and reminders for you. Uh, the online midweek Bible class, we are planning on picking that up back in the month of May. So uh, Pastor Radical is still recovering from the heart attack, and I am still trying to juggle a few other things. So we just decided, well, we'll just pick that up uh, in May. So uh, again, after the month of April, we got maybe three weeks off here. May 3rd, we're planning on picking up that midweek Bible class again. Uh, I just want to give everybody a heads up this coming weekend, a senior seminarian from Eau Claire, uh, ILC Seminary in Eau Claire, uh, Jonah Albrecht, is coming to preach for us. We always try to get these uh, senior students before they graduate from seminary to come over and preach to us. I think it gives them a good opportunity of preaching in front of a, a large group and uh, the opportunity to share God's word with uh, a large portion of our synod. So uh, Jonah Albrecht, again, coming to preach this weekend. We look forward to the message that he brings to us. Uh, next Monday, that is April 17th, uh, there is a quarterly voters meeting at 7 p.m. Uh, so this is the, uh, the regularly scheduled meeting. Uh, voters, please plan on joining us for that. I believe we're going to try to get some of the agenda in the bulletin, and we will be discussing the choir policy that has been put together by our committee to be voted on next week. That policy is available uh, in the church entryway if you'd like. Uh, Confirmation Sunday is coming up April 30th, so pretty quick here, two weeks from this coming Sunday. Uh, our kids are hard at work uh, memorizing their parts and studying their, their catechisms, so hope you can plan on joining us for that. We do the examination during the hour before church, so the Bible class hour, 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, and then we will do the confirmation service and first communion during the uh, April 30th regular church service on Sunday morning. Uh, we also want to highlight for you our Adopt-A-Highway date has been selected, May 13th. That's a Saturday morning, so hopefully God blesses us with good weather on that day. Our prayer list for today uh, includes our regular cancer patients, Carrie Dale, John Hine, Norma Carlson, Gary Hannell, and Mavis Anderson. May God bless each of them in their various cancers and treatment of those cancers as they move forward. We pray for the families of Jean Schreier. We had a funeral yesterday for Jean. May God bless the Schreier family as they mourn the loss of Jean and give them comfort. Same thing with the family of Richard Leak, uh, who passed away this last Thursday. Uh, funeral is, plan is in place for next Tuesday, April 18th at 11 a.m. here at the church. Uh, so we pray for the Leak family as well. And finally, we pray on behalf of Sharon, the family of Sharon Guerrera. Sharon has been regularly attending our services, uh, being brought in by the Schmitz. Uh, to and to Bible class as well. So she got to know us pretty well uh, these last few months of her life, and the Lord took her home uh, this past Saturday as well. Finally, we pray on behalf of the family of uh, Matthew and Colleen Kranz. Uh, yesterday, Juliet Aaron Kranz was born yesterday evening. So we give thanks to God for that great miracle of life and pray that God would continue to bless and keep them as they look forward to uh, the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit at her baptism upcoming. Which brings us to our senior spotlight for this week. This week we'll be listening to an interview with Nyaleep Dejoik. I am joined today by Nyaleep. Nyaleep's one of our seniors here at Emmanuel. She's been with us since uh, you mentioned French freshman year. Awesome. Well, this is uh, part of our continuing series on our seniors, uh, senior interviews. Uh, it's really neat to have the chance to touch base with you guys before you graduate and you head out into the world. 
Uh, we've really been blessed by you all. And as you know, the congregation here at Emmanuel really supports you, prays for you, uh, pays for much of the salary of the school and all those things. So uh, the church really, we're really interested and in, invested in you, Nyaleep. And so it's neat that you come here and kind of talk to the congregation and share who you are because uh, we've been thinking and praying for you. So I'll ask you a couple questions. Uh, what is your full name? Nyaleep Doja. Okay. Uh, do that. Does that have a meaning behind the name? Um. So, my first name Nyleep is my great grandmother on my dad's side's name. Okay. And then, my middle name is just my dad's middle name. I share it with my oh. siblings too. Oh. Okay. So you all have the same middle name. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um. I have nine siblings. I'm the second oldest. And I love babysitting a lot and taking care of kids. Awesome. So nine siblings. Yeah. Wow. So any, uh, how old's the youngest? Um, two right now. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So you babysit your siblings mostly. Yeah, I do. Very cool. Uh, do you have any hobbies you'd like to share with us? I like crocheting. I started oh. it last summer. Oh, really? Interesting. But I stopped because of sports, but now that sports are over, I okay. started doing that. Again. So that's like with the big needles and stuff? Yeah. Okay. What kind of stuff do you crochet? Just like um, hot pads and then okay. um, like blankets and stuff. So oh, very cool. Awesome. Simple. But <laughs> simple, yeah. 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 Well, neat. That's exciting. Uh, how long, oh, we've mentioned this before, but how long have you attended Emmanuel? Since freshman year. Freshman year, so this is your fourth year here. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Uh, what activities do you, did you like to participate in high school? Basketball and volleyball. Okay, so the sports. Yes. Yeah, oh, very, did you play all four years? I didn't my sophomore year. Okay. But freshman, junior, senior, yeah. Okay, so took a year off in the middle there. Yeah. Got it. Uh, how was Emmanuel helpful in your high school career? You know, you know, uh, there's all kinds of other schools out there, places you could go to, and uh, you chose to come here to Emmanuel. So how was Emmanuel helpful for you? So when I was younger, I went to a smaller, like, elementary school, so it was also private. Mm -hmm. And then I came here, and I kind of wanted to be more focused. And um, with bigger schools, it's kind of hard to focus on, like, what you really need to do in the future. Mm. So when I came here, there was a lot more teachers who were more caring about your education and really wanted to help you as much as they could. And yeah. my first year, I saw that at Emmanuel, and I was told also that coming here would also help that. So Awesome, yeah. Our faculty really is amazing. They yeah. show a lot of love in all that they do, yeah. Uh, how about, uh, have you run into any problems at Emmanuel? You know, obviously, we're still a sinful school. We all have sin. Uh, there's definitely problems along the way. Have you run into any problems, things that, uh, and, and then how did you overcome those? Um, so the loss of motivation to like do assignments and kind of just focus on, okay, if I'm gone one day, then I have to make up that work and stuff. Yeah. But um, I kind of just looked at in the future, I'm, it's still going to like keep up with me and I just have to find that thing to keep going mm -hmm. so I kind of looked at it like in two years well you're going to think about you're going to be steady and um, just motivating yourself to keep going yeah, yeah. especially for my future self yeah it's kind of what has helped me recently so yeah that's awesome it, it's neat to think about you're kind of investing in yourself mm -hmm. you know what I mean you know today it's easy to think well today I'm just going to sleep and or whatever skip school yeah. 
but it's the f truth is if you're doing that then you're kind of wasting your future self versus investing in yourself yeah mm -hmm. very cool uh do you have any advice or suggestions for improving the high school experience uh, for those students following you? So hopefully some of our high, other high school students will listen to this. What advice would you have to give them? Um, I would say be patient with yourself and with others. Uh, understand other people's perspectives, I would say. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, that's good advice. Yeah, It's easy to... It's so easy to look at life just from your point of view mm -hmm. versus actually like trying to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes and yeah. understand where they're coming from. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you could start school over again, maybe high school over again, what would you do differently? Anything? I would probably try harder in those first two years because in the beginning I was like, okay, it's not really going to matter until my junior or senior year, but oh. as I look at it, what... I did freshman and sophomore year kind of affected me junior and senior year so yeah yeah it's it's I mean it's definitely a building program right so mm -hmm. uh, you need those foundations first before you can kind of move on to the next things yeah good that's good advice uh, how about uh, one word to describe yourself I'm very caring towards others especially in like situations with like friends I tend to always want to check up on them yeah talk to them be there for them yeah, yeah, that's really important to, uh, characteristic to have, is, you know, supporting other people. I've seen you, Nile, you know, help your friends here at Emmanuel, and you've certainly been a blessing to them. And uh, it's been neat to kind of watch you mature and grow into, you know, really a leader and somebody who, you know, helps helps others when they need help. So I would definitely agree with you. Caring is a good word to describe you. Uh, what are your plans after this year? So you graduate. That's exciting. Uh, what comes next for Nile? I'm going to South Central for two years for okay. try to build that social work degree and then build probably to a bigger university, either MSU. Okay. And probably just start with social work and then there's like different branches of it. So maybe dive into more branches of that. Okay. So yeah, I think social work is a great fit for you, obviously, with the caring and then the taking care of your siblings and all those things. That seems right up your alley. So yeah, that's that's very. I think you're narrowed in on your field there. That's great. That's great. Uh, how about five to ten years? Where do you see yourself in five to ten years? Kind of those long-term goals, like you're talking about. I would definitely love to travel yeah. after like college, and kind of just see the world mm -hmm. and be steady, and then obviously helping with more kids and yeah, see that, awesome, so. awesome. Uh, married family kids that's all stuff you'd like probably yeah <laughs> oh, very good very good uh, so kind of just reflecting now a little bit you know you've been here you've been here four years now five days a week for four years that's you know uh, for school uh, you know that's a lot so kind of I'd ask you what does Emmanuel mean to you the church and school here what has it become to you in the last four years of your life it's become a helpful and um, caring environment because there have been many times where uh, they've been willing to help me, like either with car problems or with life, like any life situations I run into. And just seeing that just from the school and the church has actually been really helpful in my life. And I've appreciated it so much. And, um, 
Yeah. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, awesome. That's great. Well, you've been a blessing to us. We've been a blessing to you, you know, and I, you know, it's just neat to see how the Lord, you know, helps us all get what we need when we need it, you know. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to say to the listeners here, you know, the, the people who have been praying for you and supporting you through their, you know, their thoughts and prayers as well? Anything you'd like to say to them? Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. And, um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Nyleep. It's been wonderful to, to get to know you a little bit just for these few minutes. And uh, we're definitely excited to see the blessings God has given you and how you're going to be a blessing uh, in the future as well. And uh, we'll be watching. So it's exciting to see what God has in store for you. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you again to Nyleep for joining us on the podcast and blessings on her future as well. Which brings us to our hymn of the day today. One of my favorite Easter hymns that we don't sing very often is hymn 211 in the Red Hymnal, which goes like this. Lo, Judah's lion wins the strife and reigns o'er death to give us life. Hallelujah. O let us sing his praises. Tis he whom David did portray when he did strong Goliath slay. Hallelujah. O sing with gladsome voices. Like Samson, Christ great strength employed and conquered hell, its gates destroyed. Hallelujah. O let us sing his praises. The power of death he break in twain when he to life arose again. Hallelujah. To him all praise be given. He led to freedom all oppressed, and pardon one for sin distressed. Hallelujah! O praise him for his mercy. In festal spirit, song, and word, to Jesus, our victorious Lord. Hallelujah! All praise and thanks be rendered. All honor, glory, praise be given, our triune God who reigns in heaven. Hallelujah! Now gladly sing we. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.